This is a show about financial planning with a particular focus on the issues facing those close to or living in retirement. Each week, our host, Dan Wendell, will share his expertise in retirement planning in a fun and down-to-earth format. Now, let's begin another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio show. I'm Dan Wendell, owner of the Dolphin Financial Group, and today we're going to be talking about the five major risks that retirees face. We're going to identify what these are, but we're going to take it a step further, talk about what is objectively the worst of the bunch, meaning which one's going to really hurt you the most, and compare that to what people think is going to be the one that hurts them the most. Could it be the same? Is it going to be different? I don't know. We're going to talk about that. And to bring in some levity, let's talk. There he is, Tony Shore. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Tony. We're talking about retirement risks today. Yep. And we're going to talk about reality versus perception as well. Okay. And it's going to be a good show. Yeah. Um, Speaking of uh, risks, I took a risk wearing this uh, shirt today you know what? I, I like it i think it works i take a risk by having you on the show every time <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah i decided to go festive today i ch- switch it up a bit it's it is it's kind of tropical kind of uh you know a luau yeah. almost i mean we're here we're in Clearwater. why not we're in the yeah, we're, we in, we're in god's country we might as well it, wear matches the dolphin theme. we'll say that tropical theme so yeah. we're gonna talk about retirement risk now I've done shows before, Mike Tyson, right? You can't forget it. That was those are my favorite. I might have to bring them back. I might have to bring the Mike Tyson voice back and the shows back. Oh, not the, not your bad Mike Tyson imitation. Oh no, I'm just waiting. Do for I the have show a groan sound or? Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna blow things up with the Mike Tyson. So to 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 quote Mike Tyson, everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the face. Now. What I want to talk about is, um, so there was this study out July or June of 2022 came out. It's called How Well Do Retirees Assess the Risks They Face in Retirement? Pretty self-explanatory there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the guy that wrote it, I think his last name is Who. Um, he's He wrote this with the Center of Research, Retirement Research at Boston College. I like the Center for Retirement Research at Boston College. They put a lot of good stuff out. And there's a link for those that are watching on YouTube. You can go and read this yourself. Um, if you want the Cliff Note version, that's what we're here for today. Sure. So we're going to talk about this. And um, I'm going to go first through what they list as the as five retirement risks that retirees face. And then I want to get your take on them. So here are the, here are the risks that were identified. You have number one's got to be running out of pizza money in retirement. Ah, money right. for well, pizza. Let me see if it's on there. Let's go through them. Um, longevity risk, market okay. risk, health risk, family risk, and then policy risk. Let's go through these real quick hmm. just to explain them. Longevity risk, policy out- risk, outliving your resources would be longevity risk, outliving yeah. your resources. That one that's the biggie. Yeah. Yeah. Market risk would be stock market volatility. So a lot of people have 401ks, so they face that whether they really know it or not. IRAs and 401ks, most retirement accounts are attached to the market. So there's some some sort of stock and bond market. Yep. 
Um, but they also have the housing market risk because mm. the biggest asset for many, many retirees is their home. True. And surprisingly, well, not surprisingly, in, in reality, many don't downsize. So they have this giant asset and that fluctuates with the market, which in 2022 has been great, right? The market prices have been going up for everybody. But unless you downsize and sell it, you're not really capturing that or doing some sort of reverse mortgage or tapping into that equity. So they're in the housing market and that's a big risk that retirees face. So sure. market risk that we know, um, we've talked about shows on market risk. Then we got health risk, uh, medical, long-term care, um, and the costs associated with negative health events. Yeah. These are very of course, I don't to need to worry about that because I mean, my gosh, look at me. I mean, People say to me, Tony, how do you do it? And I say two words, diet and exercise. I mean, that's. Moving on. Um, <laughs> family risk. So when I did the three punches, I'll put that up here because I, I like that show. When oh, I yeah, the, the three, three punches, punches. And that's getting old now. I think we may have done that like eight years ago. But um, <laughs> top three, one of them was, fam- was you know, Everyone's got a plan to get punched in the face. One of the punches was having an adult child come back to you in a time of need for bail money. But in reality, it's family risk. So we're talking about getting uh, losing a spouse to death or divorce or having an adult child or some sort of family member, whether it's an aging parent or a child, come to you with a financial need. That's a tough one. So yeah. it's a risk that retirees face more so than they used to, I think. And then last but not least is policy risk. So policy risk is going to be something like social security running out of money. And Oh, I wonder what you meant by policy risk. That threw me. So policy risk is U.S. governmental policy impacting your retirement. Okay. Which is definitely possible. Hello, IRS, right? Right. Right. So exactly. Tax, tax yeah. policy. Sure. Um, so what the, the author of this study did was he used the health and retirement study, which I, I forget who puts it out. It might be fidelity or something. It's, it's a, one of the biggest um, studies in the financial world. And um, he took the data from the interviews and such um, that from that, and he came up with an objective level of what is the biggest risk that people face. And he put these in order. Okay. And then what they did is they said, okay, how much, what percentage of your wealth would you be willing to give up to eliminate the risk? And then whichever of these five, they said, I would give the biggest chunk of my money for to get rid of to make it go away here, make this problem go away. Here's what percentage I give you. That would be the, the objectively the, the biggest risk that people face. And then they asked, so, so they did this across all the data and they've come up with, all right, here's what the biggest risks were in order. Then they asked the, they did a separate survey asking the people what they actually thought would be the biggest risk and compared it. So let's start with how objective perspective this these rank and this is for single men so um the number one risk that single men face from an objective standpoint is longevity risk uh 27 of, of your wealth to 
cover this risk would be what people, you know, what should be objectively what yep. should be done. This is the reality. I, see that. I would have guessed that. Yeah. Longevity risk is number one. Yeah, for sure. That was my <laughs> yeah. pick. And main reason people living longer. Yeah. Case in point, Tony Shore's family, right? Yeah. Yeah. My grandfather, who's basically been taking care of my dad <laughs> and my grandfather's 101. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. How old yeah. is your dad now? My dad is 78. Right. So he's okay. Let's fast forward. Let's go back to 1944 when he was born. When he was born, life expectancy was not 78. No. Right. So he's outlived, you know, and, and let's imagine you asked him at age 35. Mr. Shore, how long do you think you're going to live? Do you think he'd say, eh, I'm going to probably go to 101 like my dad? No. <laughs> you know? He would have probably said, I don't know, 60s. So, yeah. and this is what's happened across the society. So this is why longevity risk is number one. Because you, there is a strong capability to easily outlive your assets or not have enough because you just are living a lot longer than, right? Yep. Number two is health risk. Um, yeah. The cost associated with that. Because the costs go up and the costs go up because you need long-term care. You need, right? You're dealing with that in your family as well. It's not yep. cheap to put someone in assisted living. No, it's not. And my parents, yeah, we're having to do that with my mom. In fact, this this week, it just happened. It's happening now as we're doing the show. And so uh, that's been tough because my mom and dad did not work with a financial services professional like yourself who had the big picture for them. And they did not make a ton of money and they have not, you know, they didn't have a plan in place. And I've tried to help them along and uh, you've given me some great advice. But, you know, by the time they started, they were so far along in the process. And my mom has Parkinson's. So it's really it gets very costly. I think that healthcare is, um, yeah, I mean, that's a, it's tied longevity risk and healthcare for me are tied at number one, just because of what I've seen personally. And, you know, a negative health event could be very costly if it's outside the scope of Medicare, right? Yes. We just had legislation passed. That's going to limit how much Medicare pays, but Medicare doesn't pay for long-term care arrangements. Nope. Not at so all. Where is that coming from? It's going to strain your parents' finances it could yep. bleed into your grandfather's finances and it can bleed yes. into you and your siblings and, and, and your wife, yes. right? Time and money. Yep. Right. So that's a big risk. Yeah, it already is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number three is market risk, which is, you know, like we talked about stock market and yep. housing market. Um, number four is family risk. So you see it drop off quite a bit because not everyone has a needy family member that will come to them. But I think this is going to go up because you personally are going to face family risk. Yes. More so than longevity risk right now. More so than your own health risk and your own market risk. Yeah, family risk true. for you is a big problem. Because I have, have two to. adult children that are in college that can't pay their own way yet. So I'm still funding my adult children and now my parents. So yep. I am the sandwich generation, right? You always have to bring it back to sandwich. You always have to bring it back to food, right? I do. <laughs> I do. I love that term sandwich generation. You know, I love a good sandwich. I mean, 
But not this sandwich. This is not a sandwich you want. That's exactly. to be a part of. Yeah. And then finally, number five, policy risk. And you look, it's basically I'm willing to give up zero percent of my wealth to protect against policy risk. Right. And the reason why I think this is so low in this scenario is because policies that are going to drastically change something like Social Security, you would think, oh, my gosh, retirees are going to really feel the pain on that. I think it's pretty obvious that any sort of changes to Social Security program are going to impact those that are younger. They're not going to automatically say, all right, everyone that's already collecting, we're cutting your benefits. No, it's more about how do we maintain the benefits we are for the people we already paying. By the way, those younger people haven't paid yet. Yeah, we're not going to give you what we thought we were going to give you. You're going to get less. So I think retirees in this survey are seeing that that, and that's why this is such a low impact from an objective perspective, because I think it's understood that current retirees aren't going to face policy risk. They might, taxes might change for retirees, but for their, for their most part, they're not at their peak earning right. years. So, yeah. Okay, Tony. So those are the, the five in order of objectively from the studies and the data, what it says you should be worried about. What do you think from a subjective perspective that single men think is the number one? risk that they face in retirement. Hmm. And it can be in the same order. Maybe that's the little gotcha. I don't know. But what do you think? Sure. So they had to rank. Um, I'm guessing they put market risk first. Okay. Or that's health. Your, is that your final answer? No, it might be health. Health or market risk, I would guess. I don't know. I would put Health, health is almost number one for me or, or longevity. But yes, I think they would put market risk, maybe family. I don't know. Oh, we get the drum. Oh. <laughs> Tony Shore hit it. You got it. The number one from a subjective perspective for single men was market risk. Look at that. Yeah. yeah. It's they have consider it more of a risk than an object for longevity objectively. Yeah. The that rest are in order. Longevity, health, family, and then policy. Yeah. So, um, but everything is less risky than an objective review, meaning they don't think longevity risk is as high. They're not willing to put as much into it. They're not willing to put as much into the health care. Yeah. Certainly where they're family. way off is the health. They're, they're way off. Their perception on the healthcare risk is way off. And why is that? Because they don't understand that between, you know, 250 and $300,000 is what most people spend on healthcare in retirement. And that, that long, that long-term care is, can be $12,000 a month if they want to keep their themselves or their loved ones in a nice facility. Right. A lot of people are just ignorant as to the true cost of healthcare. Yeah. I They're think so. because they got coverage through work or something like that. Or but, because they think, I think because it depends on what age this people surveyed were. I mean, I don't know if these were retirees or pre-retirees or younger or across the board, but um, most people until they get really close to retirement or in retirement, don't realize that Medicare, I think people just assume, well, health risk, I'll have Medicare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 65. 
it, in from a from a oh, perspective compared to even group plans, it's good. Yeah. I'm not dissing Medicare. It's huge. I mean, it's hugely important, but there are still monthly premiums, deductibles, co-pays. Then you have Medicare Advantage and supplement plans that you have to pay for. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't cover uh, regular Medicare, dental, vision, and hearing. Three of the main things you're going to spend money on in retirement, right? And long-term care. And long-term care. It doesn't cover. You're right. People totally underestimate health risk. Yep. healthcare costs, which is why that's low. Yep. And they also, they, they underestimate longevity risk. And you know why that is? It's because they don't think they're going to live long. I rarely run into people who say, oh yeah, I'm, uh, you know, should I say, should I run this to age a hundred? And they say, oh, no way. I'm not living to a hundred. And even if I could, I wouldn't want to. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, you don't have a choice how long you live. That's what they don't understand. Well, I mean, that's the whole point. And that, that's a whole different discussion. And yeah, I think people underestimate and they've always underestimated their longevity. Yep. Their life expectancy. Yep. Although and I think so, my grandfather expected to live, I think he expects to live to 200 at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know what? Your grandfather probably did expect to live long, but he has a lifestyle as such and an attitude as such so that he did. Right? Yeah. yeah. Now right. that's not to say that if you say I'm going to die at 65 and I'm 60, that you're wrong. Cause you might tomorrow's promise to no one, but you might drink, right. smoke, you know, drive fast sure. cars and you know, go shark hunting in your skivvies, right? So you don't know, but, um, did you just list out your brother's Ed's activities? (laughs) Was that his daily? Isn't that your brother's daily routine that you just listed? Between the three of them, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so lifestyle comes into a big factor here, but I will agree from my own, you know, just anecdotal conversations with people. They don't, People don't like to talk about how long they're going to live. They don't know. Nope. And, and they all they don't say, like to hey, think you know, about I'm it. not going to, I don't run it. I'm not going to go that long. Right. right. Whereas so I tell everyone story. I'm going to live forever. I'm not even aging at this point. So, right. I've so, got so that, I've got that you, going for me. For you, you're probably more aligned with the actual numbers of here's what you should be worried about. And this right. is, and maybe you even have health risk even higher than longevity because you're experiencing it. You know, yeah. the people that, that are most focused on long-term care are the ones that had to deal with it with their parents. Right. So I think we're going to see this change, but right now, but look at this. What's interesting, Tony is, yeah, we know that people underestimate their life expectancy. We know that people underestimate healthcare costs. Yep. We, they certainly underestimate the needy child or aging parent coming in until yeah. it hits them. But yeah. this whole idea of overestimating market risk, how can that be? Like why are people overestimating the value of market risk because they're all their savings is attached to the market. And so what they see is their 401ks when they watch turn on Fox business or whatever, the headlines are always, here's what the Dow is doing. Here's what the market's doing. Plus we've been in a period of, we had 2001, 2008 recession and market crash. Then again, in uh, uh, 2020 with COVID 
And then 2022 this year, we've had a down market and a, you know, a bear market. So I think that over the last 10 to 15 years, it's been really a lot of market volatility combined with the fact that that's where most people's money is at. Right. They right? no longer have pensions, so they have to actually pay attention to their 401k. Right. But I think, and you're right. And so it's front and center. It's sexy. It's, you know, yeah. you see it, you see it. Whereas you don't see the slow moving train coming, which is longevity risk. There isn't a you, daily tracker on healthcare costs for seniors that people look at every day in the newspaper. There was during COVID, COVID deaths, right? So all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was more, that was more front and center to people than uh, the market yeah. because they were like, look at all the people. Well, dying. There's, whole, that- there's, there's 24 hour cable channels dedicated to markets and right. talking about what's happening with stocks and bonds right. and finances. But there isn't a 24 hour news channel that talks about longevity risk and healthcare risk. Right. Because family really, risk. no one wants to talk about it. It doesn't sound not sexy. It's no, not, it doesn't sell ads. But Mark, Mark, it's like, you know, it's like talking about Vegas. Yeah. You know, right. winning at blackjack. Right. Look who so, won at blackjack today. You're, you're, you're on fire today. You're hitting them all. There's one <laughs> little piece here that takes us even a step further that the reason why market risk is number one in their minds versus in reality. And that has to do, it couples with the fact that they're underestimating their life expectancy. So, uh, I'm not going to live long. So my money is not, I can't recover from a downturn. So if I lose in 2022, I'm down 20% in a bear market. I don't have 20 years to ride this up back up. Well, surprise, surprise, you do. If you're 65 years old, odds are you're probably going to go another 25 years, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Right? Um, so, but, but they forget all of a sudden people get this blinders like, oh, I'm retired. Now I can't ride a downturn. Yes, you can for a certain pool of money. No, you can if you need to spend it in the next five years. So if you don't allocate to, to, for the long term, which is yeah. a mistake, you need to allocate for the super long term, even if you're in your sixties, yeah. right? Or but 70. you can't have everything in the market. The problem is, right. is those people have everything in the market. It, even as you go into retirement, you don't want everything in the market in retirement. Right. But, you, but you also don't want everything on the sideline. So, right. So you need to be thinking long-term, even though you, you're, 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 because you're underestimating the longevity risk. The only way to protect the long against longevity risk is to invest for the longevity. So you sure. can ride the wave and the market risk isn't as crazy as it seems, but because people think they're going to live a short life because they don't think about longevity risk. They don't value it. They don't even think about needing to ride away for that long. So now the market risk is even more prevalent. So right. it's a, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy in a way um, because people just aren't estimating. They're underestimating the other things. So they sure. focus on the wrong thing. Not to say you shouldn't focus on market risk, but not as much as they do. That's the problem. Yeah. So Conclusion, a lot of retirees have an inaccurate understanding of the risks that they face and they're focusing on the wrong risk and that's costing them because they should be focused elsewhere. So surprise, surprise, I'm a, you know, I'm a financial planner. I'm a guide for finances and I'm saying people focus too much on the finances of the market, Mm. 
which is, you know, that's the sexy part. I'm saying, hey, good, focus on it, but don't lose sight of these even more important financial issues. Right. It's not fun to talk about. I don't even enjoy talking about it with clients, but I do. They don't like the conversation, but we have it because if we don't talk about it, who am I? I'm, I'm doing all wrong by them. Yeah. Right. Yep. So that's the lesson. Don't lose sight of what's important financially just because it's not what you, th- and because it's not sexy, it's not up in front. It's yeah. not, it's, it's an not, important lesson too. To and, learn. And, and it's easy to come up with portfolios to protect against market risk. It's not easy to come up with a plan to protect against longevity risk or healthcare risk. Right. Yeah. Right. It's not people don't, you know, it's a lot easier to say, Oh, I want that bond versus that stock versus this portfolio versus that mutual fund versus, yeah, maybe I should have a conversation with my dad about driving the car. Maybe you should have a conversation with my wife about what if I die early or where are we going to go if we can't take care of each other? Like that's a terrible conversation to, to engage in, but it's clearly more important than having a discussion about stocks and bonds. Right. And it starts by working with uh, an independent financial services professional who's a fiduciary who can look out at the big picture and do what's in your best interest and come up with an overall plan. That's the, that's the, that's the best way to get on the right path and make sure you're properly allocated for all the risks, even the risks you don't think about or want to talk about. Right. That's a really good point. Right. The fiduciary is supposed to do everything in your best interest. And people are right. getting that and they're seeing that. But it's like, which investment is in my best interest? Maybe what's in your best interest is neither. And you should be putting that money aside for something else. Or you right. should be putting your energy into a different conversation altogether. Maybe that's in your best interest. And a fiduciary should be talking about those things. Yeah. That's a real good exactly. point. Exactly. Yep. All right. Well. Hey, let's try and be positive because Tony, you got it. You hit it. You picked it. You picked the winner. Awesome. In both cases, which is really <laughs> before you get too big of an ego, let's, oh, let's close out the show. I'll catch you next week, Tony. Have a good day. The topics on this show are wide ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.